0: You're listening to The Quince
1: Podcast. For the first time ever, it seems that a drone mounted with explosives was used to attack an Indian Air Force base. As we know, in the early hours of 27th June, two low-intensity explosions were reported in the technical area of the Air Force base in Jammu Airport. IAF's Media Coordination Centre confirmed the attack on Twitter and said, and I'm quoting that tweet, Quote, One caused minor damage to the roof of a building, while the other exploded in an open area. There was no damage to any equipment. Investigation is in progress along with civil agencies. It has been reported that the explosives blasted a hole through the roof of the building that has been damaged. There have also been reports suggesting that two Air Force personnel suffered minor injuries. However, we don't have any official confirmation on that yet. But no matter how minor the damage was... This attack is signaling a new kind of challenge and a rather serious one at that for India's security establishment. Is this what the future of terror attacks are going to look like? And if so, what kind of countermeasures are required and how prepared is India on that front? For this episode, we spoke to Captain KP Sanjeev Kumar, who is a former Navy test pilot. You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Shalbury. The technical area of the Air Force base in Jammu Airport is a highly sensitive area. It mainly has choppers like Mi-17 helicopters and transport aircrafts. So it is of a big concern that an attack like this could be carried out through drones laden with explosives while security forces were caught unawares. Now, we still don't know where exactly the drone came from. Obviously, one suspicion is that it came from across the India-Pakistan border, especially because drones have become very popular amongst Pakistani terror groups. But it's also been said that the possibility of it being manned from somewhere around the base is also not being ruled out. But what we do know about the attack as of now is that both the JNK police and the National Investigation Agency are probing into the terror attack, but it's likely that the NI is going to take over the probe. An FIA was also registered under the UAPA and relevant sections of the Explosive Substances Act. What also thickened the terror angle is the fact that the JNK police found a crude bomb that was supposed to be planted at a crowded marketplace on the same day. Jammu and Kashmir police chief Dilbaq Singh told NDTV, and I'm quoting his statements, quote, This ID was received by a Lashkar-e-Taiba operative and was supposed to be planted at some crowded place. A major terror attack has been averted with this recovery. He also informed that one suspect is being interrogated and more suspects are likely to be picked up through the process of this investigation. But coming back to the point that this is the first of its kind terror attack to be seen on any military base in India… That very factor makes this attack a very significant one for us to assess. Not that this is the first terror attack ever to be carried out using drones. It's been done before. In an article written for the Quint, Captain Sanjeev Kumar pointed out that Yemen's Houthi rebel group has attempted drone strikes on Saudi Arabia in 2019. In fact, very recently in April 2021, Houthis claimed drone strikes that had targeted some sensitive areas like oil installations, airports and military sites in Riyadh as well. The article also recalls the Azerbaijani drone strikes in 2020 on Armenian tanks, soldiers, artillery and air defence systems. You can check out the article on the Quinn website and on our episode show notes as well. But basically, even though the Drummu attack is certainly a unique one on the Indian soil, this is not a wholly new style of attack. But the message that this attack conveys, Captain Sanjeev Kumar says, is that terrorist groups and non-state actors are opening up a new dimension of attack and Indian security forces will have to be prepared to face this new challenge
0: well uh, the thing is that uh, the terrorists are always going to keep uh, innovate right uh, we keep on uh, we keep on upgrading our defenses the conventional defenses so the uh, the non state actors and the, uh, the terrorists will have to uh, beat their way through innovation so this is just opening up a new front if you will this uh, this new th- Uh, technique that they've used uh, against us is just opening up a new front Uh, so we'll have to now be prepared for this dimension as well Uh, and all that it entails, all all that it brings in terms of uh, logistics, in terms of Smart technology in terms of defenses, in terms of men, material technology, adaptation, all of that. Mm. We'll have to uh, quickly upgrade because now they've really uh, kind of uh, announced their intention. Mm. Uh, It was not as if it was unexpected, but here is a loud and uh, clear uh, alarm, Mm -hmm. if you will. So we just have to uh, get up and uh, hit the ground running.
1: It's been reported that there have been warnings that Pakistan-based terrorist groups could try to target Indian military bases with drones. In fact... Drone sightings have not only been frequent over the last couple of years, but were even intercepted by security forces a few times as they were being used to transport arms and ammunitions from across the border. For instance, sometime in May this year, there were reports of the BSF recovering an AK-47 rifle, a 9mm pistol and some ammunition that was dropped by a Pakistani drone in the Samba sector of Jammu. Before that, in January, two Kashmir-based militant operatives were arrested by the JNK police as they found them picking up two AK-47 rifles, a pistol, 16 grenades and 269 live bullets, among other things, and all of that was also airdropped. And there have been similar incidents in the previous years as well. But these incidents seem to indicate that drones are fast becoming the new toy for terror outfits to transport weapons. Just look at the number of drone sightings that India has had at the borders. Earlier in February 2021, BSF Director General Rakesh Asthana had said that In 2019, there were 167 recorded sightings of drones on the Western Front with Pakistan. And in 2020, there were 77 sightings of drones around the same areas. He had also said that, and I'm quoting his statement, quote, Pakistan is very effectively using its drone technology for not only smuggling activities, but also for surveillance purposes, end quote. And Astana also said that, as per intelligence inputs, the Pakistani army is looking for mini or small UAVs or unmanned aerial vehicles, which can stay for several hours in the air to monitor the borders with a preferable range of 150 kilometers. So given these warnings, are drone attacks something that India is actively keeping a watch on for now? Captain Kumar says that India has been expecting and preparing for such attacks. But while bureaucracy can slow down processes for the state... What is alarming is the speed with which terrorist groups are adapting to this new kind of attack. And that, essentially, is the concern, he says.
0: Uh, well, the first part of the question, uh, definitely a yes. Definitely a yes that uh, we have been uh, we have been expecting, we have been preparing uh, for such attacks for some time now. Mm-hmm. But you see, there is a dissymmetry here. There is a, uh, a dissimetry because uh, our processes, uh, starting from changing a single uh, technique or inducting a single new equipment mm. has to run through the entire uh, bureaucratic uh, uh, cycle. Mm. Uh, so it takes, it has its own uh, timelines. It has, it has uh, uh, cost implications, time implications. Mm. Whereas the adversary, in this case, the non-state actors, don't have to follow any any such protocol. Mm. Uh, uh, what we are seeing here is something which can be bought off Amazon.com mm. uh, or uh, any online resource, and you can innovate with it. Mm. Uh, they do not have to go through any. Any approvals or any any uh, request for proposals or for floating cases and tenders.
2: Hmm.
0: So where we are getting where we are getting the uh, 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 hit is actually. These, the differential the speed differential between our processes mm. and the speed at which the uh, non-state actors are adapting new technologies mm. so that I see as the that I see as the uh, the prominent uh, uh, danger to us and for the second part of the question well in retrospect every every attack is preventable right mm. uh, uh, it's it's not that uh, uh, it couldn't have been prevented, uh, but it, it would be in the same old uh, you know cliche that the that the the terrorists need to be successful only once, whereas we have to be successful all the time.
2: Mm.
0: So it's a it's a 24/7, 365, uh, 365 days uh, eternal vigilance that is required on our part, mm. whereas they are looking to exploit the gaps or exploit the small windows of opportunity that 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 any 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 even the best uh, force in the world. Will have its moments of uh, uh, vulnerability or, mm. or the um, or, or a weak windows which the non state actors can uh, exploit. Mm. So, in this case, as you can see, they've selected a window which is uh, more or less. Uh, now that we have some more information about it, hmm. uh, a Sunday morning or late in a Saturday evening on a, on a uh, almost a full moon night, uh, where we have just undergone a revival of a, of a peace process in in Kashmir, hmm. and uh, you know there were some green shoots visible. So these are the kind of small windows, and and of course our our uh, our lack of. Uh, Uh, solid anti-drone systems uh, in place. So they've exploited
1: that window. But just because no valuable military equipment was damaged in this attack, doesn't mean that potential future attacks can't cause any damage. And as Captain Kumar said, this attack signals that terrorist groups are innovating to this kind of warfare. The fact that drones can seem to fly over security and checkpoints without being detected It's quite concerning. So what kind of countermeasures are needed if you are to face more of such attacks in the future? And how prepared is India with anti-drone attack tech? Captain Kumar says that it's not just India, but no country is fully prepared to counter drone ID attacks. But to start taking countermeasures, India should begin with taking these threats seriously.
0: I wouldn't go as far as saying that we are completely prepared uh, uh, to counter the the drone ID threat. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like I said before, no countries, even the US uh, as late as 2018 or 2019, Mm -hmm. they were still uh, uh, accepting in public uh, forum that Mm -hmm. they are not uh, not 100% uh, sure whether uh, uh, they can they can counter a drone in every situation because there are legal issues, there are mm-hmm. safety issues, mm-hmm. there are policy issues. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a dual use uh, uh, platform. Uh, mm-hmm. It has multiple uses. In fact, when I say dual, civil and military use, mm-hmm. so there are various implications, and you can't you cannot have a one size fits all solution for this mm-hmm. uh, because after all, after all, even as we speak, millions of drones are being bought and sold all over the world, mm-hmm. and 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 for the most part 99.9% of them are are being used uh, in a productive manner mm. uh, so so for the, to prevent the misuse or abuse of of the, of the of 0.1% of or 0.2% of drones uh, it is extremely difficult so those are the challenges but mm. yes preparedness in terms of uh, adaptive uh, technology in in embracing the latest technology and in, and in like a wrote, i think in the, in the article which we carried mm. uh, First of all, it should start with the acceptance that that we should have to start taking this threat very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. And we have to shift into a uh, higher gear in terms of procuring the defences, the soft kill and the hard kill measures, and making it widely uh, available at, at all our uh, vital assets. We need to be more uh, agile, we need to be more nimble in our reactions to these kind of uh, asymmetric threats. Uh, if if we are going to take our own sweet time to uh, to come around to build our defences for such such mm. kind of innovative attacks, then it's going to hurt us. Uh, so while while the uh, while the Indian army and the Indian Air Force and the Navy has been at it uh, in anti-drone systems and counter-drone systems or mm. counter unmanned aerial system uh, uh, procurement, uh, we we have not been moving at at the at the speed at which the the enemy has been. And uh, it was simply a matter of uh, uh, when rather than how. It was it was just waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. And now that this has happened, uh, of course there will be a sense of urgency for a few days and I hope it continues till the time we reach uh, some outcomes.
1: This is a developing story, so follow the Quint for more updates. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, GeoSavan and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com.
0: Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quinn's website and check out our other podcasts.